Hello and welcome to PW KidsCast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Marcus Emerson, the author of the self-published Diary of a Sixth Grade Ninja, Secret Agent Sixth Grader, and Middle School Ninja series, as well as the Recess Warriors books published by Roaring Brook Press. Next up for Emerson, The Super Life of Ben Braver, the first book in a series about middle schoolers with latent super abilities. It's being published in March by Roaring Brook Press, which is sponsoring this podcast. After a nasty encounter with a local bully, 11-year-old Ben Braver wakes up to discover that he's been recruited to attend the Kepler Academy, a private school for children who have special abilities, even if they haven't manifested yet. Ben quickly makes a couple of friends. One can talk to small animals while she plays her ukulele. Another can breathe fireballs after eating beef jerky. But not everything seems to be on the up and up at the Academy, and it doesn't help that the very bully who knocked Ben into a three-day coma is also a student at the school. Marcus, thanks for speaking with me. Well, thank you for having me. So you know, ninjas, secret agents, and now superpowers, I kind of feel like you're living out all of the best kid fantasies uh, through your books. Do you feel like that's sort of your MO as a writer a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that, you know, it wasn't until I started working on Ben Braver that um, I started realizing the pattern there that, that a lot of my books and characters kind of hide behind masks, you know, like with the ninja and with the secret agents, with different aliases, and, and now with Ben Braver as a superhero um, with the, the costumes and the masks and stuff. And so how did this particular story take shape for you? Are you someone who has like kind of long debated the merits of what the best and worst uh, superpowers might be? I have. Um, the, you know, I've, I've been in love with superheroes and comic books ever since I was a little kid, and um, that's kind of the, the natural direction that everything that I work on kind of takes with, with comic books. Um, I was a big fan of Batman and Superman and um, X-Men, and um, this is just kind of a culmination of all of that coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, did the story kind of start with Ben as a character and kind of g- grow outward from there? Yeah, absolutely. Ben is definitely the driving force behind this whole thing. And I, I noticed you had a lot of, uh, speaking of uh, kind of classic comics, a lot of uh, DC-style alliteration in the characters' names and kind of in the world of Lois Lane and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, this is definitely like a love letter to all of that, you know, to the 1966 Batman and t- the keenness and the cheesiness of, of comic books too. Uh, so obviously I have to ask, you know, do you have an ideal superpower that would be your pick if you were lucky enough to, uh, to get <laughs> I think a uh, shapeshifter just cause that's kind of cheating. You know, like I get to do whatever I, I get to become whatever I want with that. I thought about that a lot. Well, I feel like you're maybe, uh, and maybe I don't know if you agree, but there's maybe a little bit of shapeshifting that goes on with your writing. You can sort of, you know, morph, tell the stories you want to tell, uh, talk to different, you know, kids, tell different kind of stories, I suppose. Absolutely. I think that that's, that's been uh, very delightful for me. <laughs> so, so Ben is not exactly popular in his life uh, before he gets to Kepler Academy. And in some ways, things don't actually change too much after he starts at the school. Um, you know, before too long, he pretty much winds up the only student who doesn't know what you know, his or her power is. Do you feel like in your books, you're, you're sort of drawn to these kinds of maybe hapless, slightly awkward characters, uh, the kind who maybe can't come up with a good comeback fast enough, or they always feel a little bit like on the outside of things? Yeah, I think that um, Ben is definitely me, you know, like just the, the awkward and, and quirky kid who kind of wants more from his life and he's trying so hard, but everybody around him is kind of growing past him and, and developing their powers and developing their personalities and even their character. And Ben just kind of feels left a little bit. So he kind of kicks it into gear and does whatever he can to, to just keep up with everyone. 
you know, from from reading your official bio, I feel like we had maybe, maybe very similar childhoods with a lot of Super Mario Brothers and Thundercats and X-Men comics. Um, were some of those things that you were, your kind of like cultural influences as a kid, were they also influences in your decision to eventually become a writer? Yeah, um, all of it. I think that that's definitely, I'm still that kid at heart. You know, I still play Mario Kart. I still go to the comic book shop and read Batman. I still, I still watch these movies with my kids and stuff. I watch the Goonies with them and stuff. Um, and, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I was always telling these stories. Um, wild adventures, just crazy things going on. And I always loved that kind of thing in, in Thundercats and, like, Silverhawks or stuff like that. And that's definitely um, very much an influence on, on what I've been doing. When did you start to think about um, uh, becoming a writer, a professional writer, you know, more, more seriously and more, um, I guess, intently? Uh, it wasn't until I was about 30 years old. Um, I, I had gone to uh, school and I got a degree in graphic design and I, I worked with all that for many years. And with uh, self-publishing, when that kind of came up, I decided that, you know, I wanted to try and, and do this thing that I've always wanted to do. I, I, I wanted to make comics and I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to tell kids stories specifically. Um, so I just started doing it and I just started, you know, hitting it as hard as I could. And eventually now, you know, I'm doing it full time and, and it's been just like this wonderful change in my life. And, uh, in diary of a sixth grade ninja was where you, where you started, right? Yes, it is. That was actually the, the first book that I, I had written a bunch of short stories before that just to practice and just to get used to the, the self-publishing platform. And uh, Diary of a Sixth Grade Ninja is the first one that I kind of put all the knowledge into place and I, and I really pushed it with uh, illustrations and stuff. So that was the book that made me realize, like, yes, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to try to do. And, and with that was knowing that you wanted to self-publish and part of the, the package, too, where you're like, I, you know, not only do I want to start writing for kids and telling these stories, but I also kind of want to produce them myself. Was that part of the plan? Yes, that's exactly because um, with self-publishing, I didn't have to worry about an agent and I didn't have to worry about editors and I didn't have to worry about really an audience because I could just push my stuff out there and write for myself. I could write for my kids and I could kind of hide behind the, the whole self-publishing thing. And, you know, through that, um, with, with a lot of art and with a lot of writing, it's very, um, you're very vulnerable when you put that stuff out there and when you put your work out there. And I kind of wanted to not feel that vulnerability. So I created a pen name and I just started writing these stories and, and not worrying about what people thought of them. And eventually it just kind of, it took off and it, it was a great decision. Well, and speaking of that, I mean, you know, that series took off and then you obviously built on it with subsequent series. You know, what, what do you credit some of that success to? You know, I think I just hit on something that kids really uh, wanted to read. I think that they, they wanted that adventure. They wanted ninjas because ninjas have always been something that's always been cool. And I think that once that book was out and with the, you know, my experience in graphic design and working with um, comic books and, and covers before, I just kind of put together this package that was appealing to, to you know, the, the nine to 12 year old market. And, you know, you, you mentioned uh, with doing self-publishing, you don't have to worry about agents and publishers and things like that. But obviously, you've been making a, something of a transition. Uh, you have an agent now and you have a publisher with Roaring Brook. Uh, can you talk about how you began to make that transition, how that all came about? Uh, sure. So when I when my agent first contacted me, it was uh, it was because that he had read the Ninja series and he was really interested in talking to me. And at the time I was so busy just working on the Ninja series that I actually didn't get back to him right away. It took about seven or eight months to do that. And the reason why I did go back to him was because I started getting uh, inquiries from foreign countries to publish the book through, through their publishers. And I had no idea what I was doing with that. Cause that's all, that's a whole different world when you're, when you're going 
with foreign publishing. So then I contacted him, and we started working together, and it's, it's been a really great relationship. And you know, the people at Roaring Brook have been amazing. It's, it's been this wonderful transition where I was working. Like self publishing is very, it's a very lonely process because you're only by yourself. But then when you when you switch over to traditional publishing, there are several, many, many people are now suddenly on your team and everybody's looking out for you and everybody's helping you to, to create the story better and to, to continue to build off of what you've already been building. I mean, do you consider yourself a hybrid author or are you, do you feel like you're switching more towards traditional publishing at this point or not necessarily? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still self-publishing the Ninja series, which is kind of fun. Um, but with the the Ben Braver and the Rhesus Warriors, I, I think that I would like to continue traditional publishing. Um, self-publishing is, is just kind of it's kind of turning into a hobby, something that I, I kind of do in my free time. Whereas the the traditional side of things, um, it's a little more intensive and it, it's much more focused. So, and I think I need that in my life. And uh, we you know we should talk a little bit about the art and you know in this books. Can you talk a little bit about um, the medium you were using and maybe a little bit more about your own background in art? Sure. I have been drawing since I was in second grade. Um, and I, I, I started by tracing comics of, of Garfield. And ever since then, I just would continue drawing comics. And, you know, the, the whole dream was to eventually write and draw a comic book, which I finally did with Recess Warriors. And then with Ben Braver, it was, uh, you know, it's this opportunity to do this novel. And with traditional or with uh, self-publishing, like you can only put so many drawings in the book. So then when I was given the opportunity to do Ben Braver, it went from like 50 drawings to over 200 drawings. And that was just so much fun for me to be able to tell a story with, you know, 300 pages and, and have as much art as I could just pack it full of. And that's really like, I, I love writing, but I also love drawing just as much. Do you feel like with these four or so recent series that you're, you're, you're sort of the style or the way you draw has been evolving along with, with the books? Yes, definitely. It's, it's definitely... I'm growing as an artist and I can, I can tell, I mean, even, even when I just today, when I was drawing, I could tell that it was, it was so much different because I'm working on the second book right now for Ben Braver and the images that are coming out of that are so different from the first book already, just because I'm, I'm drawing like, you know, seven or eight hours a day when, when I'm doing it. And, you know, as you mentioned, you, you know, there's, there's going to be a sequel. Can you talk about, you know, where things are headed and, you know, how many books maybe are planned in the series or without giving up too many spoilers away, uh, you know, where things might be headed? Sure. The, it's, a, it's a trilogy right now. And the first book takes place with Ben at the school. The second book kind of goes into the city a little more and it starts developing more of the, the characters around him and the mysteries of, of what this school is and why it even exists. Um, so with the second book, there's there's a lot more like quirky fun a lot more like these kids are are kind of taking their own lives um into their own hands and they're making their own costumes and they're they're trying to become superheroes that they read in comics even though the school kind of you know discourages that yes no secret identities no no costumes uh, there's some of the the kepler uh, yeah. rules <laughs> Um, I also get the sense, you know, that you're obviously a writer who has maybe a lot of uh, projects going at once. Are there other things uh, that you're also keeping busy with in addition to the next Ben Braver book? Well, I'm always working on the Ninja series um, and the and the Secret Agent series. So right now, um, with as intensive as uh, Ben Braver is, I'm, I'm kind of taking a step back from the other stuff. But there is a, a, an activity book for the Ninja series that I've been working on at the same time. It's, it's kind of hard for me because I have to set my sights on one project at a time to really dive into it. Um, is getting out there and, and talking with kids something you're able to make time for as well? Yes, I love doing it. I love going to schools and, and talking to, to kids about it. I love, um, I love the, the, the reactions that I get from them. I love the, the conversation that they come to me with. Like They tell me what characters they love instead of me saying, hey, do you like this guy? 
And uh, any specific plans uh, in the works as far as when this book comes out? Are you going to be hitting the road? Yeah, I'll be doing a book tour. Uh, McMillan's putting me on a book tour. Um, I'm not exactly sure where yet. It's still in the early stages of that. But there's a couple of, uh, of schools and, and groups of people that I'll be talking to for it. Well, uh, you know, congratulations again on this new book, and thanks for speaking with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. Once again, I've been speaking with Marcus Emerson, whose new book, The Super Life of Ben Braver, arrives in March from Roaring Brook Press. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.